Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, sunshines. You are listening to the Evolvepreneur After Hours podcast, and I am your host, Christine Campbell Rappin. I am on a complete and utter mission to help entrepreneurs make a difference, navigate that messy middle, the world of startup, growth, reinvention, and plot twists. Join us today. We're going to dig deep with our guests to get to share with you best concepts and strategies to help you and your journey to create success for yourself. Today, our special guest is Andrea Putting, and she's got a remarkable story. She is a keynote speaker and award-winning author, a trusted advisor to authentic influencers, and the founders of Chocolate and Coffee Day for Religious Harmony. Her podcast, Social Mission Revolution, shares stories of those people making a difference. Andrea, a very warm welcome to our show. Thank you, Christine. I appreciate it, and I'm looking forward to our conversation. No, it's going to be great. So I always want to know, you know, where we started this journey. Did you know that this would be the path you would follow? Did you know that the world of business or entrepreneurship or authorship would be in your future from a young age? How did the story first start unfolding for you? Oh, boy. I had no idea of any of any of it. If you had told me even 20 years ago. No, we might, might have to go back a little bit further. 25 years ago, 30 years ago, that I would have my own business and that I would be, I would never have thought that I would be an author or a speaker or publisher or any of the things that I was doing, that I'm doing now. And even a lot of the, when I've said, oh, I'm going to, I might do this, my husband would go, no, you can't do that. Because he just couldn't imagine me doing these things because compared to the 16-year-old that he met very long time ago, I'm a completely different person. I've grown and developed and I've grown into being able to share a message and work in business and develop my own path. So it's been quite an incredible journey. I think this is so important because I think, you know, this is a reassuring thing for all of our audience because, you know, I would say almost, you know, most of the people I meet, 80% of them are were accidental entrepreneurs and it wasn't a destination, but there was chance, opportunity, vision, and a faith that you could jump in and become that next chapter. You know, if you're hesitating on the sidelines thinking, I will have to just have it all figured out before I go you might be on the sidelines for a long period of time. But if this was never on your radar, how did the first domino fall for you? Well, going into business in the first place was after my kids went to school, I went back to and studied. I became a study to be a naturopath. And so I had to go into to business for myself pretty much. Well, I didn't have to, but it just kind of evolved that it was very early days in the internet era, which I call the dinosaur era, because it was just, compared to now, it's just incredible. And my son was in high school and he said to me, why don't you go on the internet? Oh, okay. So suddenly I, I developed, over a few years, developed this internet business and worked on that for quite a number of years until I decided one day that there was something bigger and better calling me in the world. I just just spent my, I certainly didn't study those years to sit there and 
pack parcels and send them off. So, um, and I lost all my passion with that. So I, I sold my business and then it was like, well, what now? I had no idea where I was going to go from there. So then I went and got a job, you know, everyone else does that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, after three years of that, it was like, this isn't for me. Um, it's very hard to go from being a business owner to an employee and I saw a whole lot of stuff happening in, in the business world that I didn't like, I wasn't comfortable with. It wasn't sitting with my values. So I went out and searched for the next step. It's like, well, what now? It took me a while and um, along the way of me trying to go, well, there's got to be something better. I kind of was applying my naturopathic thinking and principles to now to business because I was thinking business is sick. <laughs> business is really sick. What's the problem here? So I was spending a little time researching and kind of going through ideas with that. When along came an event in um, 2014, December 15, 2014, when a gunman walked into a, a chocolate cafe in Sydney and the whole country just got, was in shock. This doesn't happen in Australia. But he was saying he was doing this in the name of Allah. He was wearing his um, banner and whatever. And sadly, two innocent people and the gunman passed away at that event. And there was just this fear, of course, that that there would be retaliation against the Muslim community, but we know they had nothing to do with that. But instead what happened was that 150,000 people flooded social media with the hashtag, I will ride with you. So it was this moment where people had reached out and said that we want to live in a, in a country, in a community where people love and accept each other. So this really took touched me I really thought about this for a long time about why is it that we wait until there is a tragedy before we step up and say this is what we want this is the community we live in this is how we feel so that's when I started chocolate and coffee day for religious harmony just encouraging people to reach out to someone different to them and sharing those simple pleasures of life, chocolate, coffee, in conversation. Because when we do, we break down the barriers that divide us. Mm-hmm. So this was, so I've been, that's coming up to the eighth year for that. And then kind of developing chocolate and coffee breaks. Because we want to have chocolate and coffee any time of year. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. Because it's an opportunity to to sit down with somebody and have a conversation because chocolate's this amazing substance that just makes us feel good and kind of helps us to open up and connect with people. Fabulous concept. But I just kind of, with that, it kind of made me think again on another level because what this had done for me was to open me up and put me on a different way of thinking and acting it it filled my life with joy that I was doing something positive in the world that I was able to 
follow this line and make a difference. So this is when I started my podcast, Social Mission Revolution, and where I talked to people who are doing things and kind of, I was kind of exploring and developing ideas and kind of go, well, why is it this makes a difference in your business? How does this make a difference in your life? And then through that, then it was kind of like, well, this is my next step. Um, through that, I started writing books <laughs> and I started developing kind of that as a, as my business direction on of helping people to find how it is that they make a difference in the world. How do they become content with how they how they are living their life? And because a lot of the stories that I was listening to where people had been really successful in business, but they got to a point, it's like, well, what's next? I've just had this amazing success, but it doesn't fill me anymore. I Am I doing something wrong? And, and one man in particular said he became suicidal because he, there was just kind of nothing left for him to do. But when people turn that around and find a compassionate purpose for their business, they, they embrace a social mission, it just changed everything for them. It changed the way they feel about themselves, their business. It changed the way employees feel. It changes the way they interact with their consumers and the community. And they start to make a difference on a far greater level than they were when they were just being successful in business. So it's just been quite a journey. I, like I said, I never thought that I would be a writer. Um, that's just kind of developed, that kind of started developing when I did my first business because I was sending out so many newsletters and and information with my first business. But to write a book, that was a whole other story. It just kind of like, yep, now it's time to write books. <laughs> I love I love that. And there's there is truth to the, you know, this uh, this awakening that happens. And I said, you know, where you start, you don't often see the many blocks that come step by step when opportunity rises is the courage to say, do you want to be part of the change or do you want to lead the change? And I admire that, that, that strength of, you know, we have to sit down and create whether in your case, it was, you know, coffee and chocolate breaks and, and sitting down to have conversation. I think the world is craving conversation and mm. so much right now where I tell people all the time. I was uh, speaking this morning in a, an event that was global and said, what really moves us is conversation because the the goal of humanity is to be connected and right. and know our time here matters and that it isn't one dimensional. It is so very multifaceted. And I think there is a lot more openness to rethinking our values or owning. Let's connect, whether you say heart to heart, soul to soul, or simply from a place of compassion. Yeah. We open doors we don't even know are closed. And I think that that is quite an exciting thing. Curious on your journey as you look back, you know, what was what has been the best piece of advice you were given on the journey? Because you said, I never imagined this. Your husband's like, hmm, what's happening here? And if so, who did you listen to and what did they have to say that helped shape the decisions that you may have taken? Who did I listen to? 
There's been various, you know, you know, it's like on your journey in business is that you go from listening to one person to another to another to another. And so it's really hard to pinpoint one in particular at the now. I'll probably think of someone later. There's very much that advice of just do it. Um, well, it's not even that because for me, just do it does not work. But understanding that you have that capacity to, that you have, that what you have before you is something that is valuable. So there's, there's advice that I'm going recent here because I know that I've used this advice from other people. I did a podcast recently with a lady called Vera Entwistle who started Camp Quality and she was the advice that she gives people all the time is that if you have an idea, follow it. Don't let people put you down and and stop you from doing that. So that, that advice of choosing who you listen to <laughs> has been a really important avenue in, in what I do. Um Pinpointing one person, it's just kind of, I know everything's kind of mixed up in my head now of, of what I do and and who I've listened to. All right, well, let me flip the conversation then. So, you know, it's true, you know, the, 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 the advice does blend, especially when you've been on the journey for many years as you have. But on the other side is, you know, when you look back, what is the thing you wish you had done differently? Any, any things that I know, obviously, they shaped you to who you are, but when you look back, think, Ah, in hindsight, if I was starting over, I would do this differently. Yeah, there's so many things with that. And you're right, but I do, each one does shape you and help you to develop on the journey. So sometimes I've wished that I had some, it's like my first website. I had to learn how to do it all myself. And it's kind of like, oh God, I wish I hadn't had to do that. And I often wish that I had passed things on for other people to do. However, I haven't done that because, well, when you're starting financial constraints. And then on the other hand, it helps me to learn and develop and understand the processes along that. So I I have a lot of wish factor that I could go back and some things not do myself because they have taken so much time and getting caught up in that, if I can go through and go, well, those things I didn't really know need to know the details. If I could just give those to somebody else, mm-hmm. I would be a lot further along the track. Yeah. Um, and some of the things that I didn't learn how to do as well because – if I look at, let's, let's use chocolate and coffee day as an example, I go, well, what could have I done to move that along more? Well, if I'd learned how to really use social media, maybe I could have got that along further than it is now. Mm-hmm. So really just working out what are those things that are important for me to know and not getting lost in the rabbit hole of other things because 
I do get lost in the rabbit hole thinking that I have to do everything myself. I think that's a common thing our audience would certainly appreciate because it's true when you're starting out, there is the one thing you control is speed. And sometimes that's an illusion and sometimes that is fact. You do need a context of, you know, all the building blocks to understand it, to outsource effectively without big regrets. You do need some level of understanding and that might mean a slow path because you're learning to do it. And the interesting thing when you look back, you're like, I spent too much time. That's a speed thing again in this section. And if I'd made some different choices, I could accelerate. All of the steps you take lead you to exactly where you are today. And I'm curious because you've, you've had some period in your business where you've got some big goals. You've launched some books. You've won an amazing award recently. Congratulations on that. But now you're saying, I want to shift. So how do you shift to the next thing? How do you change and what are you looking at for your next chapter? For me now, the most important thing that I see, I, I sat the other day, there was some amazing money, amount of money available on, on the lottery that came up. And I thought, now what would be the first thing that I would do if I won that lottery? And I came down to PR. PR is what I need. So not necessarily, so now... Of course, I didn't win the lottery, but (laughs) it made me stop and think, if money's no object, what is it that I would be doing next? And so now it's, it's about how do I promote myself as a speaker, as an author, as, as a businesswoman, what I have to offer, how do I promote that? How do I get that out and known in a broader context. Now, I know that that doesn't necessarily have to involve me paying PR because once again, for me to engage a PR company is is not really on my budget for this year. But who can I partner with? Who who, Who can I help in their business who can help me? So that's kind of like the next thing that I'm I'm looking at. And I see a lot of value in that, especially when it comes to things like chocolate and coffee. You know, there's there's a lot of potential that can happen with that. And I think a lot of partnerships that, that may be able to be created through that. So finding those those connections, those networks, those who of people who can partner with this, I think mm-hmm. is important for the next step. Yes, for sure. And there's a proverb, I think it's an African one that says, you know, if you want to go fast, go with you know, go with other people. It's it's really about that amplification kind of concept. And it's interesting because that's one of the things I often talk about, you know, in my role as a, as a business coach is, you know, you must build audience, you know, whether that's retaining a PR company, whether that is getting on speaking stages. Yes, the authority that comes with being a published author and an internationally bestselling one at that is about reach and and then collaborating to who can you connect to where you support and grow each other because you share a similar mission, you share a similar audience. And then it really is, you know, it's a feel-good factor. It's like, we're stronger together. We're going to speed us up together. And the goal is is about impact. 
And so I'm curious, you know, when you look at all the journey you've come from and, and the work you're doing, which is really about conversations, consciousness, connection, and amplifying the good stories, which don't get the same level of media coverage because that's not what mm-hmm. sells. But I do think I said, I, as a person, I feel we're crying out for, tell me the good things we're doing because humanity is great on top potential and there are great humans doing work all over the world. Talk to me a little bit about what you hope your legacy is for the books, for the work you're doing, for the impact and the conversations you've created through the coffee and conversations, um, coffee and chocolate conversations. What do you hope the legacy is? What are you, what are you building for? What, what do you, what gets you really heart centered driven in the season you're in today? Yeah. I talk a lot about having a legacy worth living. So living that legacy that I want to, to leave is really an important factor. So the legacy that I want to leave is, is one of connection is one that people connect with each other. So I'd like to be remembered one day as the, well, I I get caught every now and again, the chocolate and coffee lady, which is, which is lovely. So I want that legacy to go on of people connecting on a one-on-one to connect, to listen, to learn from each other. If I can help that along the way, that, because to me, that's where we start with peace. That's where we start with solving the world's problems. That's where we start with creating relationships. It's, it's, it's where we start. So, you know, if that's part of my legacy, that's absolutely brilliant for me. But also because of social mission, really, I, I want to be the cat, the catalyst that helps other people create their legacy that is is what the social mission revolution that's what my books compassionate prosperity and compassionate purpose is all about that people creating their legacy so if if others are leaving a great legacy because of something they've heard me say or something listening to one of my podcasts reading my books that is a legacy that that I I live that I would am happy to leave with my grandchildren that there is something bigger and better in the world that they can be doing and to always look for for that how they can make their ultimate impact in the world. I love that case. This is about the ultimate impact, and I think if you you know, have listened to Andrea's story, you're going to hear you know. I may not have had this grand vision when I started to be an entrepreneur, to be an author, to be a speaker, to create and build conversations that are spanning now around the world. It is remarkable, but it is making choiceful decisions to say, I am going to become that person. I'm going to have the courage to try new things. And I want to live the legacy today to the actions, to the inspirations, and by being the spark to other catalysts. It's been super fun to have you on our program Thank you very much for being our guest, guys. That is a wrap on another episode of the Evolvepreneur After Hours program. But before you go, a couple of things. We have some asks. If you love this episode, please give a five-star review. And if you are an entrepreneur who wants to share your story, share your insights with us and our audience, let us know. We'd love to have you on our program. And until next time, as an entrepreneur, remember, today's the perfect day to build that living legacy, to create to chase your dreams and make a positive impact. Andrea, thanks very much for being our guest. 
We look forward to seeing you guys on our next episode.